What do you think God is like? I don't really spend a whole lot of time thinking about God. God is a powerful white light that is uncomprehensible. I don't know. Uh, I couldn't answer that one in 10 seconds, man. God is love. That's it. It's concise. Hey, do you guys have a second? All right. <laughs> what do you think God is like? I think God is a big cloud of gas. Welcome, Nexus Church family online to our series that we have titled The Real Jesus. Over the course of this three weeks, we're examining who is Jesus. Like, is he a teacher? Is he a buddy? Is he just a person? Is he a made-up thing that people like to worship? Is he a crutch? <laughs> if you've been around for any length of time, you've probably heard Jesus refer to any and more than just those. And in the course of this series, we want to really hone in on who is Jesus according to the Bible and then apply it to our life. And today we're going to be looking at a an issue I see across denominations, across generations, across you name it. <laughs> it is an issue that we see in Christianity as a whole. And that is Jesus being some tradition. Is Jesus your tradition? Or is he more than a tradition? We get so caught up in styles of worship and, and who we worship and and what 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 style of music and where do we worship. And the reality is, is Jesus is more than any of those things. And today, if you don't think that that is an issue, I encourage you to watch the movie Jesus Revolution. Now, at this recording, at least in our town in Tiefer Falls, Minnesota, it just stopped showing on the movie theater. But it portrays the story of a pastor during the 70s, the hippie revolution or the Jesus movement that was stuck in a church that was very traditional. And the moment he got introduced to a hippie who really loved Jesus. And he brought him into his church and he experienced people leaving because they didn't follow the traditions of the church. They got caught up in the traditions instead of looking to Jesus. And what does Jesus say about how we worship? Is there right or wrong? You worship any way you want, right? at least in line with scriptures. So we're going to be looking at that today. But before I get ahead of myself and I preach the message before I even establishing what we are talking about, is what is tradition? And is tradition necessarily a bad thing? Is there biblical grounds for some traditions and maybe some for maybe not so much? So the definition for tradition is the handing down of statements, beliefs, legends, customs, information from generation to generation, right? That's not anything we don't already know. But it's usually done through word of mouth or practice, right? It's, it's not even something we're typically aware of. It's just handed down without us even thinking about it. I think that's what's important here. And we have traditions in all walks of life, whether it's between you and your family and how you celebrate holidays or birthdays, how you, you handle money, how you do 
just normal everyday life. What do you do at night? How do you eat supper? How do you clean? It's in families. It's in work. It's at school. It's in our hobbies and our entertainment. And especially things like spiritual things like church. It's important. And I think so often we can assume that because traditions have hurt people so badly that they're not a good thing. But in fact, traditions in and of themselves are not bad. They are good. They are what kind of holds society together. In, in the world that we live in where we're just kind of throwing everything out, it's so easy to throw out traditions that aren't necessarily a bad thing, and some of them are actually biblical. So to begin, important to understand, traditions are good in and of themselves. Gustav Mahler, an early 20th century composer, stated, tradition is not the worship of ashes, but the preservation of fire. That's good, right? That's important to understand. It's, it's not a worship of ashes, right? Things that are dead. It's a preservation of fire. Usually, we have traditions because at one point, it really connected us to God. When we're talking about spiritual traditions in the church. There's a reason why people created tradition out of celebrating a certain way. Whether it was the form of music that we sang or how we proclaimed the message to the people, it got created because it moved people closer to God. It's important to understand. Paul put it this way in 2 Thessalonians 2.15. So then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the traditions that you've been taught by us, either by our spoken word or by our letter. Right. So whether he proclaimed it to them one-on-one or in a big crowd that he was speaking to or through one of his letters, he was encouraging people to follow the traditions. Now, what were some of the traditions in the Bible that was both back then and today? These are biblical traditions. You have preaching. This is found in 2 Timothy 4.2. You can look at it for yourself. We have communion established in Luke 22.19 and 20. We have baptism established in Acts 2.38. We have evangelism in Acts 1.8. We have prayer in Colossians 4.2. We have singing in Colossians 3.16. These are all things that were established in the scriptures that were established throughout all of church history. It's stuff that we can know that it should be part of our church functioning. But there are some that we don't read anything of in the Bible that have been just created because at one point it connected us to God in the church world, and we've continued it. Things like the church building, right? Jesus made it very clear that it's not a place of worship or a building, or anything else. Worship happens when we gather together with other brothers and sisters, and we grow closer to him through songs and through preaching, not through a building or location. Now, obviously, buildings in places like northwest Minnesota are very important because we probably wouldn't be coming together as a church for five, six months out of the year easily because the weather won't allow us to. So buildings are important, but how we structure them and where we put things, it's not really established in scriptures. 
We have styles of worship that have become an issue in some places. And it doesn't matter if you sing hymns or you are jumping up and down to rock and roll music or rap music. However you worship, the focus is on God, right? What does the scripture say? Psalm 1 and 2 says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Ephesians 5.19 and Colossians 3.16. Sing and make melody to the Lord with all of your heart. Right? It's to Jesus. It's us worshiping God. That's worship. Not the style. What kind of instruments you use. What kind of composition you put together. The focus is on God and giving him glory. That's what's in scriptures. And so we can continue on and on in different issues that have come up in the church world that have become just traditions, but not something that's biblically established. It's important to understand. Now, W. Somerset Mom said this, tradition is a guide, not a jailer. So why is it that traditions become a jailer. What is it that causes people to get so caught up in traditions and it tears people apart? The people that have come together and in, in worshipped in the same place for years end up going separate ways and have so much pain and can't be together again. It's all about connection. We get caught up in these these things that we think are so valuable to our connection with God. But we lose sight of each other. We get emotionally attached to the form or building or whatever it might be and not to God and to others. We let things get in the way. In short... We care more about our preferences than others and reaching those who don't know God. We get selfish. We get scared. And I know what some people may be thinking right now. You're probably thinking, I understand. I feel that. I resonate with it very much. But when push comes to shove, I don't. I don't want to attend a church I don't like. Right? Like, who wants to go into a place that pushes them away from God? I don't like that kind of music. I don't want to go to a church that sings that way. I don't want to go to a church with flashing lights or smoke or fog machine. I've heard all of that. Right? I don't want to go in a church that's that's cluttered and gross and I don't want to go to a church that you fell in love with. But listen to what Jesus calls his followers to. This is in Luke chapter 14, verses 25 through 33. Now a great crowd was traveling with him, and so he turned and said to them, If anyone comes after me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be his disciple. Now, I want to preface that because I realize that that's quite the way to start things out. <laughs> Jesus isn't saying that we are literally to hate our family. 
but in comparison to our passion for him, everything else seems almost as hatred, right? It's not saying to hate our loved ones. We're so to be passionate for him that everything else pales in comparison. That makes sense. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you wanting to build a tower doesn't first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, after he has laid the foundation and cannot finish it, all the onlookers will begin ridiculing him, saying, This man started to build and wasn't able to finish. Or what kind of king going to war against another king will not first sit down and decide if he is able with 10,000 to oppose one who comes against him with 20,000? If not, while the other is still far off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. Here's what we're trying to get at. In the same way, therefore, every one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be discipled. Jesus was trying to make it very clear. It's not about you. It's not about me. Our life, when we have given it to God, our preferences, our traditions that we hold tightly to, it's not about us anymore. It's about him and how do we reflect him to this world we live in. The real Jesus is not tied to man-made traditions. It's tied to the kingdom of God in what his word says. We are not to worry and care about how does the church fit my desires. It should be, how does it reflect the glory of God? How does it show the world what it means to be in his kingdom? That's what the church or Christianity as a whole is about. Reflecting Jesus. Paul made it clear to his readers in 1 Corinthians 9, 22 and 23 that we must lay down our preferences so we can reach those who don't know God. We need to do all that we can with all the efforts we have to show the people the kingdom of God. Tom Rainer, a church expert in all areas, stated, when the preferences of the church members are greater than the passion for the gospel, which in short is just bringing the message of Jesus to this world, the church is dying. When the preferences of the church members are greater than the passion for the gospel, the church is dying. Likewise, William Temple stated that the church is the only society that exists for the benefit of those who are not its members. We exist for those who yet are not a part of the family of God. So traditions cannot get in the way between us reflecting God to this world. Listen to this passage that Jesus spoke to his disciples and the religious elite at the time. This is Matthew chapter 15, verses 1 through 9. And I hope you understand today that, again, I'm not saying traditions are bad. When they don't get in the way of others coming into the family of God, it's perfectly okay. But when they first divide family members, part of the kingdom of God, family members of the kingdom of God, and when they push outsiders away, 
there's the issue. That's where Jesus has nothing to do with. Jesus is about bringing people together, about bringing the outsiders in. Jesus wants to build the kingdom of God. And the, the religious elites were absolutely opposed to this. And we catch up in this story when Jesus was approached by the Pharisees and scribes from Jerusalem. And they asked, why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? <laughs> like, this is exactly what we're talking about today. Why are your followers of the kingdom of God? Well, they didn't think he was from the kingdom of God. But why do your followers break the tradition of the elders? Man-made traditions. Not biblical traditions. These were added on so as to kind of protect people from potentially breaking those truly biblical traditions that God established. These were the man-made traditions. And so he said, oh, why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they don't wash their hands when they eat. He answered them, why do you break God's commands because of your tradition? Jesus is totally flipped it out, right? You're accusing my people of breaking traditions that, that, that the religious elites established. Why are you breaking God's commands that he established? And then he explains. For God said, honor your father and mother. And whoever speaks evil of father or mother must be put to death. But you say, whoever tells his father or mother, whatever benefit you might have received from me as a gift committed to the temple, right? Made it seem religious and godly. He does not have to honor his father. In this way, you have nullified the word of God because of your tradition. It's like you're worried about tradition, but you're breaking God's command. Hypocrites. Isaiah prophesied correctly about you when he said, This people honors me with their lips, but the heart is far from me. They worship me in vain, teaching as doctrines, as scriptural commands, human commands. Right? Jesus looked at them and said, Why are you breaking God's commands and following your own? You've established your law ahead of mine. What is God's law? Jesus made it very clear in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven 37 through 39. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, everything inside of you. And you must love your neighbor as yourself. Technically, there's three there. You're supposed to love God. You're supposed to love your neighbor. And you're supposed to love yourself. In that order. Not really in order because he kind of put it all in one, didn't he? point is, we are to passionately love God and help everybody get into that family of God. Not push them away, not establish our own little religious sect of elitism and say only those who follow our ways can be a part of the kingdom. All people are to be a part of this kingdom. We are to love them and have that vision of them becoming part of the family of God. It doesn't matter how far away from him they are. God has a vision for them to be in the kingdom, worshiping him, every single person. It doesn't mean they all receive it, 
but that's God's vision for them. And God wants you to have that same vision for every single person who you have influence of. To love them. To bring them into his kingdom. So the question I have for you today as we finish off the very first message in this series is does what you believe, how you live, the church family you're a part of, does it represent scripture or does it represent man-made doctrines or beliefs or traditions? If God were to walk up to you today, what would you say? What would you say? Would you have the heart of a passionate follower of his? Or more, more like the religious elite? Father, I pray for every person listening today that their heart would be lined up with your heart. That they would see what you see. That every person that they are surrounding, Father, would have a relationship with you. God, help us to break from our traditions, to see the ones that don't line up with your word and line up our heart with your traditions, your desires, your heart. Help us to see the real Jesus. In your name, amen. Thank you for joining us, Nexus Church family. We will see you again next week when we look at the real Jesus, not your best friend.